Vegas I mean, creep he, dick. He is a creep dick. He dick. is creepy in the movie. I hit the trifecta. I've done three shows now with hitting record, and all three times it just recorded like a normal thing. It didn't go, where's your fucking audio? It changed, but it didn't. Wow, it's like this thing called a computer actually does what it's supposed to do. It computed that nothing changed, so it doesn't need to freak out. That's amazing. We can go to the moon hmm. now. Let's do it. But first, our government mandated intro. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Hello, citizens. Welcome to uh, B-Movie Battle, episode 58, Nick Cagecast 36, for our first live version of Versus. It's Honeymoon in Vegas versus Leaving Las Vegas, 92 versus 95. We're versing them. I'm Phoenix West. Dick, Dick, yeah. Fuck Jansen Carlin, and welcome to the show, Dick. Well, Jansen did say that this movie depressed him beyond repair, so I think he had to take a few weeks off just to get his brain out of the gutter that that dirty dirty movie uh leaving las vegas made him go through i'm gonna message him right now and just ask which one wins for him and i'll reveal it at the end okay so i got good news and i got bad news for you on the nick cage comic book front nick cage and his son wrote a comic called voodoo child but nick cage does not have his own illustrated If you're just confused as fuck, uh, there's a good reason. It's because in the last episode, or last show on the live stream, but that's a different podcast entirely, LAW Anthology Series Review Creep Show, Times is Tough and Musky Holler, I asked for a Nick Cage comic book. I want Ghost Rider with Nick Cage's face on there, and turns out, no. But him and, uh, what's his son's name? Um, Weston. Weston Cage. Uh, they apparently have written a comic book? Apparently. From like a long time ago, too, because I think it's in 2007. Oh, Jansen. It's like $6. It's not going for anything. Oh, Jansen. <laughs> okay. Um, let's did get he, to did it. He message you? Okay, on the Versus episodes, I don't really have a plan. This is my first time doing it with two people. I've done uh, previously Joe versus Mandy. Um, oh. And I did Crudes versus Crudes 2. See, that's tricky because that's like two good movies yes. versus two good movies. Well, I had never seen either one at that point. And mm. so as much as I love Mandy, it fucking lost. To Joe? To Joe, which is... Well, Joe's a good... Well, I haven't watched Joe, but I know it's supposed to be real good. David Gordon Green movie? 
Yeah, he's which a good that film. Doesn't mean anything. He's good. Yeah, forty percent of the time, fifty. I think he's sixty forty. But it, that movie kept getting compared to Mud with Matthew McConaughey. It is. It's very muddy. And I watched both of them, and I'm like, Mud is. Eh. And I Joe, like Joe was fucking solid though. I, yeah, I really I like didn't. Mud. And and Cage even said himself, the character I play in Joe is way more close to what I am as in reality than any other character I've ever done. In, in reality, I'm Joe. Yeah. But then you hear you hear an interview with him, and he's like, "Well, Nietzsche said that." <laughs> You're like, "Fuck you!" Like, he pretends. I don't know. To be smart, he is a smart guy. He is. He is not a smart guy. No, he he is. He's a dummy in he's a weird way. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Nick Cage. I think he's a goofy motherfucker. I don't think he's a smart guy. I don't think he's got a brain in his skull. Well, it depends on where you say smart. Like smart. Like could he? be a scientist no could he God, no. i'm saying he's smart as far as he knows what he's doing he knows what he's putting out there in the world and he knows where to market that he's a fucking sure. genius there oh, oh but fuck. yeah but did you think that just kind of happened to come up to pass because he's just been around since the dawn of time because he's an immortal he no he's not immortal he's clearly withering away before our very eyes He's, he's one of the Eternals. He should be in that Marvel movie. Oh, you know who is in that Marvel movie, Eternals? For some fucking reason, Camille Nanjiani. I don't know why. Oh, the guy for the Indian guy? Yeah, a Pakistani. Oh, he got, he got, have you seen his body? Yeah, he's shredded. He, he got he fucking is, Girl, he is shredded. He looks good for no. a fucking... He looks good for a cream color boy. Camille Nanjiani is, is in my top five comedians, like stand-up comedians. Really? You think he's that funny? Yeah, he's good. Oh, I saw him live. Top five. Top five. Like current, like yeah, living. Current. Okay, living. Like current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, I'll um, give you that. No, if you go He's all funny. time and you consider all the dead people, no. But if sure, I go, yeah, if yeah. I see tickets on sale, I'm going to fucking see him. I, I, I like him. I think he's funny. Um, but anyway, how do we want to do this? Do you want to go off like, you know, actors and then go off this versus this? And yeah. then, let's do it like that, right? I like to see these two movies as direct sequels. And that's... Okay, well, do you think we should end with that or begin with that? I don't know. Well, okay, so you got... Well, you got to start opening with Honeymoon in Vegas as the first movie to talk about, which is Nick Cage in his fucking Matthew McConaughey phase where he does, like, romantic comedies for seven years straight. Can I do something in this movie I've never done before on the show? What do you do? Oh, my God, you didn't like it, huh? No, there's a reason I did that. And there's a reason the disc is shattered now. Oh, that's right, because the disc was skipping. The disc, first so, of yeah, all, yeah. if you bought this DVD of Leaving Las Vegas, it is fucking broken. The The movie itself on the disc does not play right. This is fucking trash. I, I fucking, it, it, it would be like normal audio, normal audio, cut to the next scene. And I'm like, I can't fucking hear it. And it's not my speakers. Because I watched this just fine. And I watched other DVDs just fine. But it's it's something's fucked with the they didn't they didn't code it correctly or whatever you call that. It's oh, it, yeah. it's fucked and then the visuals, it would just go super out of focus on everything. Well that that was Mike Figgis. And no, I mean I've watched it a different version and it looked oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that version on the DVD is fucking broken. The reason I broke it is because I'm buying it on Blu ray now because fuck that thing. I hate it. I was so pissed. So, do you think that it's kind of odd that 
because like, I, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't watch Honeymoon in Vegas because I've seen it before, like years ago. So I didn't feel the need to watch it. Okay. So I did watch Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, I broke the shit out of this thing. I, <laughs> I had not seen Leaving Las Vegas, and I'm glad I finally watched it because it is a good movie. Yeah. It's very. It's very good. It's very sad, and it's it's sad on both fronts because just Elizabeth Shue just talks about getting cum in her face all the time. Like literally, <laughs> that's like half her dialogue is I got cum in my face. Well, that's where we can really break down and talk about the specifics because there's a lot yes. more to talk about with Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. My main concerns are do not buy the DVD. It's on Blu-ray finally. I bought this because it was the only copy that existed. Now they have it on Blu-ray. There you go. Um, my copy is no more broken now. The piece is falling off. Than it was prior to me snapping it in half because I couldn't finish it. For the show. I, I couldn't finish it. You, sh- it you was, should rig. You should rig it with explosives and blow it up in your backyard. It's not scratched. Nothing's wrong you with should this. Bl- you should blow it up and do a gender reveal party for your child. Though we already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that'll make sense. We should have done that. You know what's funny Fuck! is my baby was conceived in Vegas. So this is. Ah, <laughs> it really was. So going to Vegas to kill myself. Okay, let's start with just like tone. Oh, fuck yeah. Because part of the reason I wanted to put these two movies together is, A, both have Vegas in the titles. B, completely different tone. They could not be more different. No. This is like a fun, like a... Jimmy Kahn and Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't equal I'm going to kill myself with booze and then come in my face. No, all the pictures in the back are like whimsical and like fun. And this one has no pictures on the back. There's a picture of like... Not it's not a scene, it's the you know, play scene selection. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, and and that's it. But yeah, honey, honeymoon in Vegas shows you the the happy family side of Vegas, where leaving Las Vegas shows you the real Las Vegas, where it's whores and drug addicts and Russian mafia with prostitutions and, and frat boy uh, rapists. Frat, frat boy rape. I didn't All realize how toward the end of the movie that was, but holy shit. Oh, God. Okay, so, Tone, one's whimsical. It's a wild romp through Vegas, and they go to Hawaii. And Elvis uh, Impersonators. Elvis Impersonators galore. Korean, Chinese, there's a Midgets. black one. There's a midget. Um, this is just a sad, sad documentary of an alcoholic and a whore. Well, and it's written by a man. Who killed himself died, right after killed this. Killed himself b- before the movie came out. Yes. Like, literally. Three days before the movie came out, like um, how, and they almost were like, "Should we even make the movie now?" Oh, no, four, I mean, three weeks before they shot it. That's what it, I think. He killed yeah. himself before they shot it. It was in pre-production, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah I have to do it in his honor." But yeah. then you watch, and you know what the movie's about, and you go, "I'm not that surprised." Like Hunter S. Thompson wasn't surprised when he found out he shot himself. Like, yeah. Well, he shot himself because NFL wasn't on. He loved football, so it was off season. He was off season. He was bored. He blew his brain. He down. couldn't watch the Broncos game. And just... Nope. I'm not watching that fucking Broncos. Uh, okay. And speaking of Vegas, yeah, it also ties in strangely yeah, enough. I, uh, Fear and Loathing. So um, they made a new one. Did you know that Fear and Loathing in Aspen? It's called. No, no. Let don't me... know. And let me pull up some screenshots for you. You gotta be kidding me! Look at this, this asshole. 
That's is this a, is this a National Lampoon version or something? Oh, it it looks like it, it has a five point four on IMDb. <laughs> So we got a third Hunter S. Thompson movie after with the Buffalo Realm, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and then we got Fear and Loathing in Aspen. Jay Bulger? Cheryl Hines? Yeah, I saw Bobby Kennedy. (laughs) I filmed by Robert Bobby Kennedy the third. Robert Kennedy did this movie. The prequel to Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my god. Is that Parker Lewis? Can't lose? No, it's Jay Bulger. Um Are you sure? Let's watch the trailer, shall we? Oh my god, this is terrible. Shout. Oh no. When did this cut? 2021? This is this year. Stockton Thompson. The thing that astounded me when I first saw Aspen was that we had so much room here. It was an individual utopia. By the end of the 60s, Aspen had become a corporate utopia. Uh, As the new money in, they didn't want... Fast forwarding. We're gonna stop the ski pimps in their tracks. Saddle up, freaks! The sheriff's office could be used to help slow development, stop pollution. My aim is to encourage citizen participation in government. The only power we have is the vote. They're trying to bring voters into Aspen. Okay, I cannot watch anymore. Ugh, it, looks, it looks like that 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 cheap fake old movie look, like on our computer it, when you. It looks editing. like the opening of Happy Gilmore, where it's showing like happy as a yeah. baby. Like, yeah. Who's Jay Bulger? Oh my God! This is tying in so many crazy ways. Look at the third listed actor on this movie. You'll never fucking guess who it is. David Arquette. No. Tying in with Cage. No. <laughs> Westin Cage Copeland. I did oh, not know that. Is he? Is he? Um, <laughs> what are the uh, fucking the... odds? Why is this he happening to us? Oh my god, that's crazy. How, uh, that is weird. Okay, here's Jay Bulger. He's in a bunch of movies I've never seen and never will. Wow. Oh, he's he directed three things. Okay, what's he an actor in? No, no, no. Okay. Okay, that looks like a wild romp of boring. Oh no! Well, it's just they, they think they're Martin Scorsese, and it's like you're not. No, you're not. Don't even try. Just, just go home. But I bought a camera. Shut up. Just got some. I, I learned how to use Final Final Cut Pro to put that old 1970s vintage look. Like cool. Food. Martin Scorsese does not know what Final Cut Pro is. He has yeah, no idea. No, he doesn't care. He has no idea. Uh, I, I, I said, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, honeymoon in Vegas. Let's just start there. Yes. And l- I guess just let's get our thoughts out of the way of that, and then we can break it down specifically. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in like twenty years, but I remember vividly seeing the promos for it on Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> like I have more, I have more of a memory of that than seeing anything of the movie because the big, the big sell was. They jump out of a plane, a bunch of Elvis impersonators, and Nick Cage is one of them jumping out of a plane in Elvis gear, and he's going to go propose to Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Now, does that happen at the end of the movie or at the beginning of the movie? So the story is of this movie, Honeymoon in Vegas, from 1992. I can't believe it's on Blu-ray, first of all. But anyway, 
Uh, he goes, he's, his, the opening scene is a comedy scene. It's directed by, let me just say it's directed by Andrew Bergman, who Cage has worked with in a few movies. Uh, the other one is after this, it's, uh, it could happen to you, which is a fine movie. It's it's okay. Not, it's a, it's a more of a chick movie, really. Well, that's what it is. He's, this is his chick flick, uh. (coughs) <coughs> period of his career. But this has a good blend. The problem with this movie is it reminded me of Adam Sandler movies now. <clears throat> this oh, wow. is a current Adam Sandler movie. And that tells you how behind the times Adam Sandler is. <laughs> this is 1992. That's fucked it's got, up. It's got an amazing cast, though. But the opening scene is his mom's dying, and she goes, Promise me you won't get married. And he's like, I, I can't do that, Mom. I can't, I can't promise you that. And she's like, you'll be much happier without it. And then she dies. And then it's like, ha-ha, Honeymoon of Vegas. And it cuts in this cartoon animation. I'm like, we just saw an old woman die. And now you're going to, it's totally all the fuck over the place. But then it goes into Nick Cage, and he's like a private eye, which does not tie into the rest of the movie whatsoever. Um, He's with Sarah Jessica Parker. She's like super good and she goes to his poker games and she's super good. Super girlfriend, you know? And then um not this not the Joe Dante, my my or was that Joe Dante movie or who who made that movie? My super X or whatever. Who made that movie? Oh, it's Ivan Reitman? Is that Ivan Reitman? I'm I thinking of the other the Joe Dante one where I I buried my ex or something the dead like that. Girlfriend with yeah. Alexandria Daddario. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stopping in our tracks here to. That's what I'm thinking about right now. Uh, anyway, um, so the big no, boobies are. Oh, sorry. Um, no. Um, but they go to Vegas because he finally says, "I'll marry you," because it's a year later and they're they're starting to fall apart. And he's like, "All right, I'll, I will commit. I will do this. We'll just, let's go do it." They go to Vegas. He's like, "Let's do it tonight." We, you know, the sun's going down. We get all dressed up. We go and do it right. And he's like, first. Uh, James Conn sees them enter the hotel and he has flashbacks of his wife who's dead. And it's look, it's exactly like her, Sarah Jessica Parker, of all fucking people. He's like, oh, I, got, I got to have this woman. And he slips a th- an inv- invite under, the, under their door for a poker night. Nick Cage is like, convinces her to go to the poker night. He goes by himself. Um, he goes in there and then James Conn just rigs it so he loses $65,000. And he's like, and it's, this, it's the plot of Indecent Proposal. I will forgive your debts. Not this part, but if you give me a weekend with your with your girlfriend. Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, she's not going to be into that. I'll tell her, though. He tells her. She freaks out, but does it. He, they immediately go to Hawaii, and it's just him chasing them down the rest of the movie. And then he shows, at the very end, he shows up in, in the Elvis, you know, they, they skydive. And he lands and, and gets his bride back. Oh, yada, 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 yada. Very simple. Very obvious what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And you sit there and wait for it to happen. It's a chick flick. With that being said, we have Mr. Miyagi showing up for a couple scenes. Which were fine. He's played a Japanese man and now a Hawaiian. There you go. And my girlfriend was there who speaks Hawaiian. And she's like, they're not saying Hawaiian words at all. And I was like, I didn't think so. But I'm glad you're here to confirm that. Mooey, mooey, oh, you go, bitch. But there is a funny scene where Nick Cage is on the phone trying to find them, and he's like, is that oh, oh, oh with three A's? Oh, ha, 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 or ah, ah, two A's, three A's. Three... And I was laughing because I did the same thing. When I'm like, they're all, every street sign, I'm like, that looks the exact same to me. 
Yeah, that'd be awful. H-A-I-E-I-E-I-O. It's like, oh, I can't tell a difference here. And then her sister would say a town. I'm like, that sounds exactly like the last thing you said. They just, everything sounds the same because there's only like six letters in their fucking alphabet. But Right, yeah. But overall, it's okay. I gave it a five the first time I watched it. I actually liked it more the second time. Oh, wow. Because I wasn't sitting there going, oh, here we go. I was like, I know where this is going, and I'm, you know, I'm more along for the ride. I'm not as impatient, and I appreciated it more. So I gave it a six. Wow, I'd probably give it a five if I watched it again. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't care. I just didn't. I didn't have any 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 want nor need to be like, I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> Jensen said, after he he voted for his, which I'll reveal later. He voted, and he goes, I go, oh, Jansen. He goes, I'll die on this hill. <laughs> you go, girl. Uh. <laughs> you go down that hill, baby. I went out there on our break, and I, I held my girlfriend's phone up, and I took a picture of my nipple. <laughs> sure. It's like a really obscene photo, like, uh Holding my bosom. Up, clo- up close, it just looks like a piece of pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Head, so you don't know what She it sent is. it back to you. She's like, Really? <laughs> anyway, um, I'd fuck me so hard. We did meet James Con. That's true. I forgot about that. I did too. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh fuck, That's I met him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was it at the school? Because he came out of the, the door. He came the... out. We talked to him outside. He was. Yeah. He was super cool. I. Yeah. It's a guy you expect to be a total asshole, but he went no, outside. Awesome. He didn't have to. He was off the clock. He did yeah. his speech. He came out and he. Hung outside, smoked like four packs of cigarettes with everyone, and just was sitting there chit chatting. And I'm like, Godfather. I'm like, this is fucking James Conn. Like, and this is like right when Elf was coming out. You say Elf, I want to say uh, The Way of the Gun. Well, The Way of the Gun already came out. Yeah. Elf came out in 2003. That's, yeah, Elf came out right during that. Right, but at, right after Way of the Gun. I did yeah. get to tell him I appreciate Way of the Gun. Oh, that's I didn't mention the fact that you could see his nipples, his erect nipples through the whole movie. Sure, yeah. He, his nipples are on full display in that movie. He's like the, the uh, uh, Cuomo's nipples. They were <laughs> wearing that shirt. Something about old men and their nipples and sheer shirts. Yeah. You can't wear them. But this is literally 20 years after Godfather. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's too old for her. He gets really pushy and, and tells her to marry him. And he, he's coming up with all these lies. Like he's your husband or, you know, Nick Cage is the one that came up with this idea only over 3000 and it was his idea. And he put you up and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I want money. And he tries to do all that. It's a little too much going on in this movie, like globe trotting for no fucking reason. Like they go to Hawaii and they come right back to Vegas. I'm like, that seems unnecessary. Well, it's written by the guy that did Blazing Saddles, which is kind of amazing to me. Really? But the, the, yeah, he co-wrote Blazing Saddles. Like, he was buddies with Mel Brooks for a while doing stuff with him. And he kind of went off and did his own thing. And I don't think he's directed anything in a while. He, he must just do TV now. Are you talking about Andrew Bergman? Because he wrote this. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about Bergman. Yeah. yeah. He's, done, he's done some stuff. Uh, let me pull him up right now. Because I'm curious. Because I was perusing his IMDb he, page. He I'm did like, oh, write shit. Blazing Saddles and Fletch yeah. and Striptease. That's, that's right, Fletch. Well, Striptease <laughs> probably ruined his career. That was the one that probably fucked him up so bad he's never come back. He wrote The Freshman. He yeah, wrote, the Freshman's supposed to be a good movie. He wrote The Scout. The Scout The, the Brendan Fraser baseball movie. movie. 
No, um, we liked that movie. He directed uh, Isn't She Great in 2000, the last thing he did. Oh. Um, but yeah, he did these two Nick Cage movies back to back. and Yeah. And then Striptease, he directed. And Isn't She Great, which is a... What is that? Oh, it's a Bette Midler Nathan Lane movie in 2000? Oh my god, it sounds like hell on earth. Holy shit, that sounds awful. No wonder he's done. Oh my god, put me in that... that uh, he's not that directing s- TV, let's just say that. he That was his last credit. Put me in that zombie meat pie creep show thing. I don't want to watch that movie. He wrote the script for The In-Laws with Michael Douglas and Albert Brooks. Right, yeah, that was that. it. He is not done. A, and that was like one of the biggest bombs of all time, too. He also the produced striptease. Yeah, he, his name I, is I, all over have that. Have you have you ever sat and watched striptease all the way through? Striptease is fucking god awful, and then um, the other one, the Paul Verhoeven one, Showgirls. Oh, Showgirls. Showgirls, Showgirls is fine. Is, is more fun. Yeah, striptease. It's just weird. It's a weird movie. It's because it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's like a political thriller. It's awful. Because they're, cover- they're covering up the murder. Oh, I forgot about like that. A guy who's just a fucking stalker of Demi Moore, which in this movie, well, I would be too, because Demi Moore was unbelievably hot in this movie. I mean, she was like, this was her prime Demi Moore, where she was just like, oh my God, ridiculous. But <laughs> now she's just a fucking nut. She thinks she's 18. She's out of her mind. She sent Is me a picture nipple? of my nipple shot. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, chill came up my spine right there. You're welcome. It looked like a broken eyeball. Of, it looks like mostly a broken, tattoos. It looks like a broken uh, eye of raw from, it from is. the Egyptian times. It was. Your your nipple is cute, cuneiform. Or uh, I, I have I the most nipples. generic white guy nipples. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's there. Nothing wrong with a little nipple. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I always love male nipples because I'm like, why do we have them? Why? Why do we have nipples? Because you want to pinch them when you're fucking. Put some clamps on them. Put some clamps on them. Okay. And then dress up like John Carroll Lynch. Let's get to the flip side of that coin. <laughs> let's, um, let's, can I have a drink first and get into the get into the mode? I need so leaving Las Vegas. I, I, even, tequila. I know we had to talk about leaving Las Vegas, so I brought out my favorite bottle. Oh, my God. Kraken. Kraken, yeah. Fucking Kraken. I love it. Well, what's the mixture today? What is your Kraken and Dr. Pepper? Diet Dr. Pepper? Right now or? it's Pepsi. It's going to switch over here in a second oh, to wow, holy shit. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. I'm fucking surprised you're not half diabetic. I only... all, the sugar, all the sugar and booze, because booze is sugar, you know. Yeah, depends on what you get. But yeah, this one definitely. Yeah. Well, well um, rum, Kraken is probably half oh, sugar. I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Sure. Other than this, I don't eat sugar. Oh, okay. So. Because I, you know, family diabetic, so I take care. Of, I, I do look after that. I'm good there. Unlike Nick Cage in, in this fucking broken movie. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, it has. Well, it ties itself. And, okay, so this movie and Raising Arizona have the two longest openings in history. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, but this one's longer, I think. Oh, this one's way longer. It's a longer, longer movie in general, right? but. As far as plot goes, Nick Cage gets fired as being a writer because he's an alcoholic. And then he get, moves to Vegas to drink himself to death. And that does such. Yeah, and Elizabeth Shue well, is a hooker and befriends him and they fall in love. Here's the thing. You say the booze killed him. I say Elizabeth Shue killed him. She fucked him to death. 
Well, she might have finished him off. I think she fucked him to death. That's just what happened. I don't blame her vagina for the last five minutes of his 40-year no. wasted alcoholic life. Or he's no. only 30 she here. Did. It was beauty that killed the beast. Hey, I will say this. I'm still one to take that bullet to fuck Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue, even today. I, I don't know why this woman does not get enough credit. She, I'm, I'm, I'm watching her in this movie. I'm like, God damn, man. Oh yeah. Hollow man. No, she, this. I, I think, I think she gets enough credit for karate being kid. Uh, uh, Adventures in babysitting. Yeah. But she doesn't get like, nobody mentions her. I never hear her name brought up. I, I've heard it. I, I, I think she's, she gets credit for being a hottie. I think it's that it, she's got the, the street cred. Not even a hottie, like a good actress. Like she was nominated for this movie. This she, is it. This is she, she yeah, she was great in this movie. Oh, she's very good. Yeah, yeah, and and had to do a lot. Like as much as all her scenes are kind of the same, really, she has to do a wide variety of how she reacts to the exact same scene with Nick Cage. Well, and, did did you uh, read the trivia on the on the movie that? Uh, yeah, this is probably the only time a screen test was used to be put into the movie. All the interviews with her talking to the therapist or whatever was her screen test. No, it wasn't. Was talking to the it, was her, talking her, to the uh, it was her wardrobe test. Yeah, a wardrobe test, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. throughout the movie, it'll intercut itself with Elizabeth Shue, and she's talking to someone. You, you kind yeah. of assume it's a therapist based on the, what she's saying. But then once you realize the reality of it's basically her like describing idea, like talking in character to someone off screen. It's really her wardrobe person, and she's just kind of talking. No, and I I don't even know if Mike Figgis was there to be honest. But he was smoking smoking cigarettes outside. But he threw it in the movie and fucking what a ballsy move because the studio was like, no, we're not doing that. And he's like, yeah, I am. Like it got, makes got in a, a nomination, yeah. And I watch it and I'm like, yeah, it makes it perfect fits. sense. It fits it because yeah. because Elizabeth Shue was fully committed during that. If she was kind of like, you know, I fuck dudes and like fucking around, it would not have worked. But luckily, she was just in character because that could have went completely different direction. Or, or Elizabeth Shue is just a whore. <laughs> but her stories are like, you know, I got this guy and he he pins me down, he pulls my hair, and he keeps fucking me, and and then he comes out and he sticks his penis in my mouth, and he. Comes in my hair. He rubs his cum, his, his semen. Said, he was a big fat guy. Yeah, his hair and he was so he proud of his erection. Yeah. <laughs> and he rubs his semen in my hair. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was so oh so awful. Listening to that, I was like, oh my god, this is so awful. But you're also like, yeah, that probably happened. If you're, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's Again, gonna happen seven to eight times a week. How awful people are. Yeah. It, I have a weird opinion on like hookers and stuff where I'm like, I don't judge them. No, but I just, I can't imagine them cut them up. Yeah. You don't judge someone while you're throwing them in a Wendy's dumpster. You no. don't need to judge them at that point. When I dig, when I dig my shallow grave and do what I, makes me feel like God and I leave them there. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel good. I'm fine. I feel like God. I'm good. You ever see that, that uh, Norm McDonald bit where he talks about murdering somebody and, he goes, you're always in a shallow grave. Wouldn't you want to dig the deepest hole possible to bury yeah. your body in? Oh, let's go to leaving Las Vegas for this. Um, look at that. Oh, my God. Let's go to this one. Okay. Ooh, um, that's good. Look, look at that. Wow. And I, I mentioned earlier we're going to go back and forth. Um, I'm, we're not going back and forth as quick as I thought we would. So 
well, there's not much else to talk the, about. The plot Vegas. with Leaving Las Vegas is really simple. It's a character yeah. study. It really yeah, that's all it is. It's not a plot driven movie. It really isn't. And that's not a. It sounds like a negative. It's totally not. Some movies get 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 away with just being character studies, and yeah. that that's all it is. Uh, fucking uh, what's it called? Um, one of my favorite movies. Uh, the fucking oil movie. Why can't I think of what it's called? Oh, uh, uh, some, uh, um, some there will be blood. Uh, there will be blood. Yeah, there will be blood. Not a lot happens in that movie. It's a character study. It's a little piece, and you watch it, and that's it. It's just the characters and how they react, and the story really doesn't matter, honestly. I have a friend who absolutely can't stand Daniel Lewis. She thinks he's a horrible actor. I think like, Frank's oh. that way too, if I remember correctly. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Frank hates. I hope it wasn't Adam because I want to remember his memory well. No, Adam. I don't know. You don't remember. I'd have to listen to the old. I tapes. think it's Frank. The old tapes. Might be Frank. We still record on audio cassette. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> We're the only YouTube channel that records exclusively on, on audio cassette. I'm gonna, uh, next time I'll bring out my uh, audio cassette recorder. This show is only available on Maxell tapes. That's it. And if you don't got them, you're fucked. You got that guy in the chair. Would you like to listen to your tapes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, jeez. <laughs> 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 the the loud that. fucking like Glock noise. It sounded like oh, you were cocking God. a Glock when you pushed I, the play I, button. I miss, that. I miss those days so bad. I hate modern era now. I, I miss... So- I miss how important music was to me back then because I had to go, like, I I remember putting it in a cassette and then, like, fast-forwarding to when that last song ended and going, okay, and waiting on the radio and go, okay. Yeah. Alice Chains, record. record. And I missed, like, the first 15 seconds of it. Or you catch it halfway through, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And and your tape had something else on it, so you're listening to the tape and all of a sudden it goes, and then the song comes off. Or VHS tapes of MST3K where, yeah. like, my parents' wedding. I'm like, nah, we'll record over that shit. Oh, my God. Like, fuck them. They don't even remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> what was funny for, for film school. Yeah, you had to send them, like, a, a film reel or something. I got my thing taken down. I guess my short film was on the back end or the front end of a DS9 episode that I taped. So it was that. With the tape that went to the film school, so they got to watch a whole episode of DS9. <laughs> so I said, "Yeah, I directed that. That's my, that's my work." You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Gene Roddenberry. The uh, what I did for that was all writing because I had yeah. already written a ton of shit by then. So I'm like, "Here you, you go." You know, they didn't read or watch no. anything. They just they waited for the check to clear, and then they were like, "Okay, he comes to come in." Yeah, well, I even realized that in the moment. I go, "They don't need a video. No. All they want is my money." Here's yeah. my writing. And I was like, here you go. And they're like, 25 minutes later, you got accepted. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I knew, yeah, immediately. Yeah. yeah. But um, Leaving Las Vegas is a, it's a filmmaker's movie more than anything. Filmmaker and actor. And that's really oh, about it. Yeah. It's an actor's piece, yeah. Well, it's a, it's an actress piece, but that it wouldn't work if you didn't have a if if literally anyone but Mike Figgis directed this. I don't know if it would work as well as it did. Mm. I'm not even complimenting Mike Figgis on this. I'm just saying he knew what he wanted to make and why he wanted to make it. And it lightning in a bottle here, and he made this movie and got uh, an Oscar and a nomination for another one, which is honestly more than you can ever hope for. So right. kudos to him. And he's an actor turned turned director, and he's in this movie as a weird fucking mobster. 
who stares at Nick Cage when he's pumping gas in his car. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so let's back up and go supporting cast. Let's not go with, with Nick Cage yet. Supporting cast in this is Sarah Jessica Parker and James Caan, who got top billing over Cage. For some well, fucking reason. Obviously, yes. yes. In this, you have Elizabeth Shue, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you well, have... You got Julian Sands in there as a Russian, but he's in it for like maybe 15 minutes. And if you watch the credits in the movie, it's like Nick Cage, Elizabeth Shue, Julian Sands, and, and then down below is all the rest of the people. Yeah. It's like Julian Sands got like third billing. and But the movie's got like, okay, Richard Lewis, Stephen Weber. Uh, That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, French Stewart shows up for no fucking reason. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike <laughs> Fakes is in it, like we said. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's his fucking name? The actor Xander Berkeley is in there yeah. as, as a cab yeah. driver. Um. What's her fucking what's name from Roseanne is in here. Um, that's right, uh, Metcalf. Uh, Lori Metcalf is in here. Lori Metcalf. That's right. Yeah. We got. They have to kick you out. I'm sorry. You have a week to leave. Yeah. She she has a couple scenes, but she plays them up. Just the Steppenwolf Theater had to make an appearance in the movie. Yeah, um, Thomas that... Thomas Capacci is in here. He's an older actor. He, I know him mostly from uh, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. He plays the catheter cowboy, speaking oh, directly wow. to Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> oh man, he's great in that. Uh, Lucinda Jenny's in this. There's a ton of fucking like smaller actors or bigger actors that you know that just show up in little scenes. Oh, Danny, um, oh, Arlie Emery. Arlie Emery shows up, and then yeah. also uh, Danny Houston shows up as a bartender with like, right, a, like a flock of seagulls hair. <clears throat> Though this was, at this point, Danny, I wouldn't say Danny Houston was an actor. No, but you know who he is uh, now. So there's a lot of like, now, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those characters in this movie that show up. And, and yeah, like this is during Wings. So Stephen Weber shows up. That was a big get. <laughs> Maybe Mike Figgis did some uh, Wings episodes. I don't know. But it was funny because the introductory scene before the credits, for the opening credits, where uh, Richard Lewis and Stephen Weber are at a dinner with like two young actresses, like two booby girls, like, and they're sitting there trying to impress them. And then Cage walks up and he's like, "Hey guys," and they're like, "Oh," immediately like, "Oh fuck," here he is, and he starts begging for money from Richard Lewis. Yeah. And then he goes, and they show him at work, and he gets fired, and he's. He's hopping around at the store, like putting liquor in the cart, which was supposed to happen later in Vegas, but they thought it was funny and amplified the character, so they put it in early. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, Nick Cage's performance in this movie got him an Oscar, yeah. and I think it was deserved. Especially, can you imagine this year especially. 95 is my favorite year for movies. So many of my favorite movies came out in 95. Even like guilty pleasure movies. But he, he mm. So he beat Mel Gibson in Braveheart. And shit like that. Brad Pitt or Morgan Freeman, whoever you want to nominate in seven. Well, yeah. Usual suspects. Just a bunch of people he beat out. And, and I actually think it was deserved. Because yeah. I've never seen... Anytime you see someone play an alcoholic, it's always played up for comedic value. And he doesn't do that. He looks like a real alcoholic. Yeah. 
My mom has four or five siblings that are this or were this when they're alive. And obviously they're dead now because they did this for 25 fucking years. But this is how they would, they would never eat. They'd make meals and and touch two bites and then done. And they would just drink and their eyes, like they did such a good job with his eyes, how they were red and puffy, but also like the bloodshot looking effect. Yeah. And he did, um, such a good job with his his mannerisms and he didn't go cage in this which i was amazed with because it seems prime cage you're gonna play a drunk but no he played it like a real fucking person would yeah honeymoon to vegas he plays it up and he does he reminded me more of his character in like weatherman uh than than anything where he he would be calm and then scream and then calm and then scream that sort of thing yeah so well, said, I mean, it, it's just pathetic. He's playing it like really, really so pathetic in this movie, and he's so good. I mean, it's just it's really it's a hard movie to watch. Like, I get why Jansen was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't talk about it. I hurt too much." Yeah, but it, it's like watching um, f- fucking a Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis comedy. Whatever that's called, Friends with Benefits or whatever. Friends with Benefits, and then yeah. watching Schindler's List, and you're like, "This one made me sad, so therefore, Friends with Benefits is better." And you're like, "No, oh God, really? no." And Jansen's willing to die on that hill, so no, I don't agree with his fucking hill. His hill could get blown up. <laughs> um, as far I let's break it down a little further here. I know you haven't seen Honeymoon in Vegas in a while, but. It did feel like an Adam Sandler movie to me. Yeah. But do you have any other thoughts on Honeymoon in Vegas? Not particularly. <laughs> yeah. Anything on Leaving Las Vegas? Oh, I mean, Leaving Las Vegas, you, you <laughs> really talk about it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we're going to clearly I mean, discuss that more because there's more there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just, Honeymoon in Vegas is fluff. It's shit. It's, Leaving Las Vegas is, is like a fucking character study of, of, of just depression and self-hate and loathingness and well you know how we say you and i often talk about big lebowski we had this conversation with adam a bunch where we're like we i would say plot really doesn't matter it's a character movie it's but that's a comedic version this is the serious yeah. version where the plot there, honestly there's no plot there's there there's no goal they're working toward at no. all it's literally well, no, here's a month here's of a goal. He's working toward killing himself. He's yeah, but that's not a goal you want to watch. Like yeah, you're not you're not rooting for he your did character. It. <laughs> and and he did it. He did it. He's he, like, he succeeded. Yeah. Even though he was gone for about ten minutes of the film, and then uh, Elizabeth Shue kicks him out because he's getting a blowjob from that other whore. Well, it made sense in the moment because they had to get rid of him for a little bit to go from, like, really bad to death. Well, that's why I think he did it on purpose because he didn't want her to be like, you can't love me. I told you you can't love me. Yeah. He wanted to get rid of her, and then he's like, in my last moment, closure for both of us, I guess. But sure, it is a character movie where the plot, honestly, I I, I hate to say this because it sounds like a negative, but the plot is almost non-existent. It's he well, wants yeah. to die. She she doesn't yeah. understand, but she's willing to go along with it because he's flawed too. There's she's, a great scene where she gives him gifts and he opens up there's a flask. 
And he goes, oh, this girl knows me. She understands me. The first time I ever have someone who understood me. I'm yeah. Like, oh, my God. This movie's fucked. It's the reason I say this movie couldn't exist with another director is because of the way it's shot. And the yeah. it keeps playing the same fucking song throughout the whole that, movie. Yeah, I wanted to get to that. Yeah. That does become draining. I will admit to that, but they they put it, it's a two hour movie and they put it in just enough where it wasn't driving me crazy. I almost drove me crazy. It, it started to toward the end. I'm like, yeah. oh, just finish the fucking song. <laughs> like, oh Don't my God. make me happy. <laughs> yeah. But but they would cut to like shots of Vegas and like fading, like the camera starts doing this and it cuts to Cage yeah. and he's doing something crazy. But it was all like montagey sort of feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which works because it's supposed to take. He he mentions when he, he moves he okay, he arrives in Vegas, he meets her, he almost hits her with a car and she stops him and there's a little quirky moment in the meet cute. And then later on he, he hires her. He immediately says five hundred dollars for sex or something like that. And she's like, Fuck you and he's like, No, and I'm I mean, I live here. Like I there's a couple quirky moments where he's like, I live I live at the what's he what's the name of the hotel? hotel? No, it's like rest of the rest of the year hotel. And then in his mind, he sees the sign as rest of your life because he's only going to live another month. He he says, and he hires her and he go back to the hotel and he's like, she tries to blow him and she's like, he can't come, Kenny. And he's like, no, just don't worry about it. And he admits to her that he's there to kill himself while drinking. And he goes, I'm either here to kill myself while drinking or I either want to die because I want to drink or I want to drink because I want to die. It doesn't matter. He says the same thing about his wife. She either left because I'm an alcoholic or I'm alcoholic, so she left. Like I drank because she left or she left because I drink like either way. He just wants to die. He just wants to kill himself. And, um, he, Oh, where the fuck is I going with this? Holy shit. Oh man. Blanked right there. Oh man. No, it was, I was talking about, um, soft brain, soft brain. Oh God. I kill myself. The podcast oh, left me because I drank, or I drink because the podcast left me. Which happened first? Chicken I, or egg? I love podcasting. No, it was he hires her, tells her that, and yada yada yada. Okay, he's gonna kill himself with drinking. That's really all it boils down to for the plot. And she's a hooker, and it's. I'm glad they didn't chicken shit out because if you ever notice with hookers in movies, like uh, even uh, True Romance. It's always their first time. It's my first time being a hooker. Here yeah. I go. My first night as a hooker. And it's like, because you don't want it to literally be a hooker. Like, if you're going to make it a hooker, make it a fucking hooker. This movie doesn't chicken shit out. She's a fucking hooker. Oh, yeah. And she's been around the block. Yeah. And they do not hold back in some of these scenes. And especially toward the end, they get fucking brutal. And he's a drunk. And it's not a fun drunk. And I, Okay, that's what I was getting to. He goes, he, he eventually moves in with her. She convinces right. him to move in with her. And he goes, all right, I'm going to do that. I will definitely do that. No problem there. I just want you to know, you can never tell me to stop drinking. You can never say that to me. And she's like, okay, I won't. Going back to your gift. That's why she gets in the flask. She's like, yeah, this is what you are. I, I agree to this. Yeah. And just his lines of dialogue right there are just like so sad because he's complete. Like he's not trying to go. I want. He's not throwing up that flare saying like, "Please help me." He's just going, "No, stay the fuck out of my way. 
I'm here to kill myself in 30 days. I have enough money for 30 days to get me dead. <laughs> That's his goal. That's it. I sold my car this morning. My BMW. <laughs> when I Julian Sanz is selling his ring and his stuff for for thousand dollars and he's like no no i threw in the ring too and then nick cage comes in and if you look at imdb it says that ring or nick cage's watch should have sold for twenty three thousand. he sells it for 500 wow, he's yeah. like a 93 rolex 500 dollars. <clears throat> you got a deal <laughs> Shit. yeah sells sells his watch sells his car yeah. and yeah. just he's there to ride it out and that's it. That's the whole fucking movie. And for some reason, I've seen it twice now. And I'm just like staring yeah, at gonna, it. Like, are you going to watch this movie again ever? Or are you pretty much done? You might be out of the... Out of the uh... <laughs> it's. I don't agree with Jansen. I don't think sad movies are like, oh, it made me sad, therefore it has no value. I don't agree with that. I do agree with some movies trying to be overly sad. But I don't think this is overly sad for me. Mm. Um. Overly sad would be he has kids, you know, you know what I mean? Like his kids and the key beats the kids and like Lilia Forever. Do you remember that movie we watched with Remco? Oh, God. Uh, it's the Russian girl who goes to Russia and she gets put in the sex trade and then her friend is killed and like she jumps off a bridge at the end to, ki- and to get out of this life. And I'm like, this is just sad for sad's sake. It's, I don't think I watched that movie. Yeah. Remco <laughs> dragged it out. Me- he dragged me to the theater and we watched that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't fuck watch this theater. movie. I don't remember that. Yeah. It was just like, everything has to be sad all the time. And it was like, that movie bothered me because it was like, uh. That must have been when I was back home for vacation or something. I don't know, but that movie. Because you guys couldn't leave, but Ripco couldn't really go back home. So <laughs> yeah. he just stayed in LA and went to really horribly sad movies, apparently. Apparently. It was so, it's like a Swedish movie that was shot in of Russia. Course. And it was like they literally live in like a fucking dilapidated building, and like it, w- and they're all fucked up. And she gets kidnapped and raped and put in a sex trade. And I'm like, it's just one bad thing. That's what I consider too sad, though. Even enjoy. So it's just like Rambo: Last Blood. Yeah, Rambo: Except Last Blood. R- Rambo: Last Blood is the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, only you get that satisfaction where he builds this weird underground bunker of of door torture. There's <laughs> <But> no reason. <laughs> At all for Rambo to have a bunch of fucking tunnels under his property of his horse ranch. There really, there is no point. But they make it a point so he could kill the cartel at the end of the movie. He kills them in in horrible ways. I that's so great. Like like stuff he did in the first Rambo movie. So wonderful. Yeah. It's a great movie, and it's so fucked up. But at least that was that also had balls where it didn't just like oh, you hurt my my stepdaughter. Therefore, I'm at, no. no. They she fucking ODs. She, she dies. She dies after being repeatedly pumped with heroin and rape. And he has to drive her back from Mexico all the way to back to Texas, where the fuck they are. And he's just sitting there next to a dead body, like stewing. And, and but at least they didn't hold back, like. Oh no! If you're yeah, gonna yeah. do it, fucking do it. Yeah, that's why I gave all that movie all the cre- all the credit in the world. Oh, it's way better than Rambo, the or John Rambo. Well, Rambo is fun. Fucking, it's a, it's a kind of schlocky action movie. Dexter's wife wants to tour Vietnam yeah. and, and like or Saigon or whatever the fuck they were Burma. Burma. 
Burma's a war, a war zone. Yeah, and he goes in there with his bow and arrow and starts killing people. That's all he does. Fuck the world. That's where you get the Sylvester Sloan glory shot. Did you watch the Suicide Squad yet? Not yet. There's a scene that reminds me of of uh, the John Rambo movies where he's shooting everybody in the village because they go they go to the rescue they're gonna supposed to rescue Flag and they kill everybody in the camp it ends up being a good guy camp because he didn't tell them they just told him that he was cat he was being oh. captured and tortured but he wasn't he was just having tea and they kill everybody okay <laughs> it's so it's so funny but there's a scene with where where uh, Idris Elba shoots somebody in the head, but it's full frontal male nudity. <laughs> he goes, okay. oh! He shoots him in the head. <laughs> so John Cena and, and Idris Elba are killing everybody in the camp, showing yeah. off how good killers they are. And they get to the, they finally get to the to the last cabin, and it's Rick Fl- you know, Flag who they got to rescue, laughing with the captain. You say Rick Flair? Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! Woo! My I'm dick's out. So much pussy! And then. Um, he goes, wait, you, what'd you guys just do? Did you murder all my friends? They go, um, uh, all like, uh, it's, it's pretty fucking funny. Look and this. then King Shark, who is voiced by Sylvester Stallone, yeah. uh, burps up a foot, or burps up like a, I forget if it's a, it's a, it's a metal or it's a foot. I can't remember which one it was. Part of the reason I didn't laugh as much during the Deadpool scene, or Deadpool 2, where they're all parachuting and getting killed, yeah, is because they reminded me of the MacGruber scene where he's like, they take their time and they they pick the person out and they go and get him and they do the whole like Ocean's Eleven montage where they get everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. And they get him in the van and they're like, and it blows up and he's like, oh yeah, and MacGruber loses his shit. Well, that joke's been done. So I watched that, and I was like, yeah, I laughed McGruber my ass off during McGruber. And then Deadpool 2 came out, and one guy dies. I go, oh, it's just going to be this. And then the the funny pit is, bit is that it's Brad Pitt. And I was like, oh, Brad Pitt showed up for three seconds. Yeah. And they all, and I'm like, oh, that, it's still a good bit. But I'm like, I, I already got this out of McGruber. Yeah. But nobody saw McGruber. Exactly. Yeah. So so, so Deadpool get gets all the credit. They think they think Ryan Reynolds is a genius for ripping off McGruber. Yeah, and I'm like, McGruber did it way funnier because his reaction after it blows up is like snot on it. Like, oh god, what did I do? I'm such a fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't care. Deadpool two was okay. I, it was some of it was fine. I just I didn't care. I think the first one was what. I like the last few minutes of it the most. The the part where it's dramatic and he goes by and he realizes and he s- fixes it and saves Ryan Reynolds instead. Mm. Like I, yeah. th- I thought that had more heart than anything right. previously. Yeah, and I was it like, was fine. it's supposed to be a comedy, but I'm actually liking the serious elements of this. Like where he fixes, right, he goes yeah. back and saves his wife. I'm like, uh, yeah, that part worked for me more than any of the comedy. Right. Yeah. 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 Deadpool one's fun. I like Deadpool one. I like Deadpool one better. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, but you can't go wrong with uh, Brolin. No, Brolin's pretty. The awesome. man can do anything. And he's coming back. I guess he's gonna do Deadpool three, and he's gonna be uh, Cable again. Oh, well, I assume. Yeah. That's why they're talking about. Oh, he needs Thanos now. He's Cable again. He's going back and forth. And he, he he can do it. He could do it. The, the man. I've known that man my entire life because of Goonies. Yeah. And seeing him reinvent himself is is kind of amazing because he had a long period there where he did not do much. 
Like from after Goonies, he did what? Thrashing, the skateboarding movie, which is just awful. Was he in Solar Babies? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe I, can't I haven't remember. watched that yet because it's on my list for uh, this show, B Movie Battle. He's in Hollow Man as well. You realize? As a scientist, he is in Hollow Man. He's. Uh, I just Elizabeth watched Hollow Shoes, Man. Uh, Elizabeth Shue's boyfriend. Yes, he shows up and then dies at the end. Did he die? I'm pretty sure he died. No, no, she does save him because they're on the the elevator crashes and she jumps down. So yeah, she lets him get away. He does live. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking the other guy. He gets stabbed, but he gets back up. Right. I, I can't. I I forgot. About I just rewatched it. And, yeah, you just watched it. Yeah. And because I haven't seen that since it came out, and I yeah, hated I it when it came either. out. And this time I watched it, and I was like, okay, I see what he's going for now. Like you know, as an adult, you appreciate it more. I just saw it as a fucking glorified rape fest for Kevin Bacon, and I was like, uh, no. But uh. That's all I see every Kevin Bacon movie. But now as an adult, I focus more on how Kevin Bacon is an egomaniac. And I'm like, all right, now I get the movie, what it's going for. It's setting right, up yeah. the rape. It's not just rape. <laughs> You're talking about the character, not Kevin <laughs> yeah. Bacon person. No, no, Kevin Bacon is a rapist. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is a, is, a, is a rapist. Hold on. So Can a, I... You go invisible. Hold on. I have more facts to state that Kevin Bacon is a rapist in real life than just in Hollow Man. Because you got Hollow Man. You got... Uh, um, the Woodsman. Oh my God, you're right. You got um, what's the De Niro sleepers. Sleepers, sleepers? Thank you. Yeah, yeah oh the, God, I forgot the, about the that. Barry Levinson Sleepers movie. That's right. You got a male uh, prostitute. You got AFK. Wild Things, where you see his dick. It's true. He doesn't rape anyone, but you see his dick. Anybody, show his dick. I'm just pointing things out here. No, I love Kevin Bacon. And then he, then he's in. Uh, did you know that Kevin Bacon and Gary Oldman are in a movie together twice? Or maybe not. Hold on. Because it was Murder in the First and it was another movie. Yeah, Murder in the First is a good movie. He's, he kills a guy with a spoon. <laughs> yes. He, so Murder no. in the First, I don't, think, I don't think I've watched Murder in the First. Murder in the through. First, he sharpens a spoon. He's a prisoner and he sharpens a spoon on yeah. the cement outside and he stabs a dude in the face with it. There's a movie called... Oh, shit, it's way back here. Um, Gary Oldman did it in, like in the 90, early 90s. It's uh, or the, It actually might have been the 80s. Yeah, I, Criminal I, Law. Criminal Law? Criminal Law. Let me is, look that yeah, up. Yeah. Gary Oldman and Kevin Bacon is a murderer. And so Kevin Bacon is is uh, toying with Gary Oldman in this movie. Eighty-eight. Gary Oldman's a lawyer. Yeah, eighty-eight. And also has Tess Harper. And Joe Don. Joe Don. Joe Don. Fucking Mitchell. Oh no. Oh. What did oh, I just wow, find out? Mitchell. And it also has. Uh, it's directed by Martin Campbell, who's a very good f- director. He's done uh, Casino Royale and Mask yeah. of Zorro. Martin Campbell he's, knows what he's doing. Okay. Green Lantern. Ooh. <laughs> no, Green Lantern isn't bad. I'll be honest. It was for money. That's for <clears> money. I, I watched Green Lantern. I go, not bad. I, Green Hornet is way worse than, for me. Green Hornet <clears> is a bad movie. Green Hornet is way worse. There's nothing to enjoy there. No, you're right. Green Hornet was so fucking... I stopped three quarters of the way through. I never do that. And I go, I, I, I just can't. Green Lantern, I'm like, oh, this is bad. And I enjoyed the schlock. 
But I don't understand how the Mask of Zoro has a six point eight rating. It's way better than that. Um, I don't like Zoro, so I agree with that. But well, because you don't like Mexicans, hate them. I'm giving it a nine. Um, Put that score up. There's an actor in this movie that's literally named Rob Roy. Rob Roy. <laughs> Is he uh? What's his? Oh, what the fuck? I can't. I'm blanking on his name. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna kill you. He was Rob Roy in Lee, '94. Liam Neeson, yeah. Neeson was Rob, Rob Roy in '94, right? That's true. Yeah, he was Rob Roy <laughs> yeah. in '94. All right. Um, that's that's a movie with rape in it. Speaking of rape, well, oh, every Irish movie has rape uh, in Eric, it. Eric Roth rapes Jessica Lange. It's it's a really awful dark scene too, and he impregnates her, and they have his kid, and Rob Roy has to cleave him in half, essentially. Cleave him in twain. Cleave him twain. in twain. I guess uh, th- there's a... There's he a cleaves YouTube. it in twain! Twain! Robin Hood oh. men in tights when yeah, he shoots yeah. through the arrow in half. He cleaved it in twain! Hang up there! <laughs> <I hate laughs> uh, uh, no, I guess there's some uh, YouTube channel where they stunt people and swords people, like craft people watch these fights and sword fights and action scenes and they explain why they don't work in reality yeah. and why this is... And I guess Rob Roy was way he said Rob Roy is actually one of the most ridiculous sword fights because there's no way you could do anything in that movie that he does. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since '94, probably. Okay, wait, I, I watched it like two years ago. Oh, I really? Seen it before? Yeah, I had never seen it before, and it was one of those. They look like they all have their genitals out behind us. <laughs> look at that picture. Oh <laughs> His God. dick is out, and her, she's completely nude. Is that Joe Don Baker next to Jimmy Conn? No, that's uh, Don Don uh, Don Ho. Don Ho. It's not really. It could be. I don't know. Don Ho's a it's fat ho- guy. So it's no. Hawaii, right? It's Hawaii, but Don Ho's a big fat dude. Uh, you can't tell from this picture. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remembered something because I pulled up the IMDb. <clears throat> you know who shows up as a Hawaiian chief in this movie? Okay, so he arrives in Hawaii... To stop their marriage, James Conn's like mafia dude realizes it and is like, "Hey, he's here." And James Conn makes a phone call to Pat uh, Pat Morita. He's like, "Hey, stall him." He's like, "All right, yeah." And he goes, "Nick Cage arrives and he goes, do you know where Tommy Corman lives?'" And Pat Morita's like, "Yeah, yeah." Here's this scene. I know exactly where he is. Yeah, yeah. And he drives him to a shack and the shack. They pull up in the shack and they get out and he. They go in there and he goes, this is Chief, uh, what's his fucking name? Chief Orman. And he goes, not not Orman, Tommy Corman. I could not have been more clear on that fucking name. Like, Cage goes off on him. And then they go, he goes, all right, well, okay, let be respectful to the Chief. He might know where Tommy Orman lives. And then the door opens. And it was like uh, Club Dread, where Bill Paxton comes out <laughs> as, as the fake Jimmy Buffett. Because it's Peter Boyle. As a Hawaiian chief. And he comes out and he's speaking fake Hawaiian. And he's like, oh, hey. And he's, he's hippied out. And let me pull up a picture because it is fucking insane. Peter That's the Boyle. the best part of Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. He plays a chief. Here, here look at some screenshots here. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. But he doesn't do anything. He says a couple things in Hawaiian. Look at him. There he is. There. 
<laughs> it looks like a lesbian. And I had to tell her, I'm like, that was the guy who played Frankenstein in Young Frankenstein that we just watched. Oh. But look, Pat Morita. <laughs> and they're sitting there and they're talking to Peter Boyle here as a, as a Hawaiian chief. And can I show this image here? Sure. Look at this image. They are selling Sarah Jessica Parker as just a world-class sex symbol this entire movie. And I'm sitting there going, I was, I was literally cowering away going, oh, like, like it was, I don't know, fucking like Philip Seymour Hoffman's balls on screen. I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, you can't look away from that. But I'm like, ah, like, ah. There's a scene where, here, here's how bad it was. There's a scene where Nick Cage gets arrested in Hawaii. Because he, uh, uh, James Conn rolls him over and then he pretends like he's attacking him while they're on a golf course. Right. He's like, oh God, he's beating me up. And he gets arrested and he gets picked help in the cell. Me, please, and the me. second he gets in the cell, he goes in there and there's a big nude, big old fat dude on, on the bed. And he's, you know, face down luckily. And it's this big hairy ass. And I'm sitting there and this is my reaction during that scene. <laughs> And it comes to Sarah Jessica Parker, and here's my reaction. It's like, oh. it's like ass, ass. Sarah's like, oh, come on. And I was like, oh, oh again. come no. on, movie. Don't try I don't think she's post. ugly, but for me, for me personally, she's so skinny and just nothing and, and yeah, whiny. No, no. And, uh. and she was this close to being Mrs. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And, and if the four main characters in Sex in the City, she's number three for me. Only yes, before Kim Cattrall. Only before Cynthia Nixon. No, Cynthia Nixon way before her. <laughs> I'm going with Charlotte, Cynthia Nixon, then Sarah Jessica Parker, and wow. then Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall's just a gross old hag, huh? Kim Cattrall in 1985, whatever the fuck uh, mannequin, mannequin was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not in... No, she she's no. like a cunt in, in that movie in real life, I probably. I'm going to have sex with everything. Cynthia Nixon. Hey, she's a lesbian in real life. She's going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. I'm fine with that. I can, that's a, that's a, that's a draw for me. But we'll get it done. Charlotte. I'm going first. Yeah. She's the best. And she still looks good. Kill Bill. She looked good. That was 15 years ago and she still looks good. Wasn't that her and Kill Bill? No. No. Either way, she looks exactly like that one girl that she chops off her arm and kicks her down the hill. That was Julie Dreyfus. Okay, it looks just fucking like her. Yeah. Julie well, Louis Dreyfus is in that Julie, movie? Julie <laughs> Dreyfus has way bigger boobs, though, than uh, yeah, Kristen. Whoever that fucking girl is, I don't care. But take, day, taking her first. I'll take Mr. Big first over all those women, though. So I'll take Joe Don Baker. Thank you. I feel like Joe Don Baker would appreciate it more. And I can make so many Mitchell jokes when he's inside me. Oh, my Mitchell. <laughs> oh, my, my, my Mitchell. <laughs> you done back there? Oh, Martin Bowles me. I feel like he's got like a real, you know, this bit like. Oh no, he's got a fucking monster. You know he does. Joe Don, Joe Don Baker. Tu- Joe Don Tudican Baker. You don't fuck with him or fuck you him. Don't. You don't. Because you're not coming back from that. They call him Butt Plug Baker for a reason. They <laughs> call me Butt Plug Baker. He, right. he clogs that shit. Literally. I was in. Two separate Bond franchises. I know he's he was. 
He's oh, he was James Peter Bond. Yeah, he's in the uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, and he's in the Timothy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, no, I thought he was in the uh, before him. Uh, Roger. Yeah. Roger Moore. Not Roger Moore. Well, after Roger Moore. I thought he's in Roger Moore in the uh, View from a Kill. But oh, he's he in later. Be. I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Let me see. Now, now you got me thinking about that. I don't think so though. I'm curious. That's a fucking yeah. terrible movie too. Vito Kill's fucking awful. Although it does introduce uh, what's his name. Um, hey, I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah, I'm a I blonde hair guy for some reason. Somebody was <laughs> saying that was supposed to be David Bowie. Yeah. Um, and the only oh wow, Joe Don Baker hasn't been in a movie since Mud. Back to Nick Cage. No. In some weird. It's not Nick Cage, though. <laughs> well, I know, but it's the other Nick Cage movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he really hasn't done a lot in a long time. Well, he's that. he's older than you think he is. He's only got 84 credits. What year was he born? 36? Uh, look, look, hold on. He, he's old. He just don't... 1936. Wow, why the fuck do I know that? I don't know. God damn. I'm so... Yeah. I hate my life. Right Timothy Dalton, yeah. He's in GoldenEye... He's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Hold on, ask me my child's name. <laughs> Joe Don Baker. Child's name. What, what's your child's name? Well, I mean, there's a lot of variables there, Dick. Um, you know, you got uh, like Joe Don Baker was born 1936. <laughs> Why the fuck do I know that? Oh, you don't remember your kid's name. Living that, Daylights was the other one. Oh, he was in Timothy Dalton, or Timothy Hutton. Yeah, he was or, in the No, Tim- Dalton, I got it right. Timothy Hutton's the other guy. And he's in Fletch. He is. Which is why he's in Honeymoon in Vegas. He's in the first Fletch? Yeah, he's the cop. You he's, know what's funny is, I assume, I, I associate his acting, he's also in a, a Cape Fear. He does a good job. But, yeah, um, he's really good at Cape Fear. Yeah, he is. But he's all... I assume he would be in Fletch too. You know, Fletch lives, just well, because died. it's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's really good in Cape Fear. Actually, he's he's only got a couple scenes, but yeah, I was watching him. I'm like, I watched that recently too, and I'm like, I yeah. love this movie, but it is not good. Honestly, I like it. I think the, uh, Cape Fear is a good movie. I here, here's the problem. It is so fucking schmaltzy for what it is. The, the really? it does not feel like a Scorsese movie. The the filming, the way he shot that last 25 30 minutes there when they when they're on the boat yeah. is so bad. Take off your clothes. I'm watching it. I'm like, I love this movie, but right like watching it for the first time in 15 years probably, I'm like, "Oh, this is bad." He's like, blah, blah, blah. he's sinking down, you know, and I'm oh, like, he's, he's speaking in tongues. And yeah. He's going down. He's like, <laughs> like the Simpsons episode about this is better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> uh, when, when the family trip, we went to the, um, the big red boat, which was the Disney ran Caribbean cruise. So we went to the Bahamas, went to Disney world. It was back in 1993. The movies that were playing on the boat. Cause they had a, they had a movie theater on the boat, like an actual theater. Cape Fear, Adam's Family, and I think uh, King Ralph was the other one. So, the first two movies are three and one year old. Adam's Family is brand new that year. 
Well, so I mean, all of them were. Even King Ralph, I think, came out that year. King Ralph was 92, I think. I think, well, it was, there was like 92. It was, because isn't Cape Fear 92 or 91? No, Cape Fear is 90. No, Cape Fear is like 90. Cape Fear is 90, I guarantee it. Hold on. I 100%. First one, 62. The remake is 90. Cape Fear is 1991. Cape Fear? Yeah, 1991. Yep. Oh, Casino. No, Goodfellas is 90. Goodfellas is 90, yeah. So when I say Cape I guarantee it, I mean. Let's see what, uh, what, what was the release date for Cape Fear? November 15th, 1991. Yes. Okay, so Whoa. still two years old. Wow. It's weird. Made a lot of money. Good. <laughs> it was a big hit for Scorsese, honestly. No, I gave it an eight. It's an eight movie. But yeah. the last 25 minutes, I think, is just like experimental weirdness. It's so weird the way it's shot. I'm like, this does not feel like Scorsese, who's in complete control of the rest of his movies. And well, that, I think it's more or less he's doing his homage to that uh, style of film. Yeah, but the, watch it again, just the last little bit. And I'm like, oh. No, like it falls apart a little bit for me toward the end. <clears throat> well, I just I, I love the first like ten minutes of the movie because when he's in the theater going, ha, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, it, there was some great stuff. I love that movie. I really do. Yeah, like the original movie is is solid, but the remake is is great. And you I gave learn about I gave it an eight. Learn about laws. Oh yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's got a seven point three in IMDb with one hundred eighty three view or viewers. Um, good score, but I like it more than they do, apparently. But the, well, the score is the same score from the original Cape Fear. Yeah, it's, and just, it, it's just copied directly. It's and that's why the movie Shutter Island. I'm watching. I'm sitting there and listening to the music, and I'm like, "This is Cape Fear," and it's working because it's Scorsese again, and he's just doing the same thing. And fucking kudos to him. I love Cape Fear or uh, Shutter Island. Right. I even got a poster right out in the hallway. Oh my god! Of Shutter Fear. Shutter, 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 Shutter Island, I like more than Cape Fear. I, I love that movie. I love Shutter Island. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Well, Elias Codius, you got Max von Sydow, you got... John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. There you go. Right. <laughs> what more do Mark, I need to say? It's it. Mark it's got everything. Michelle Williams, DiCaprio is also there, I, I hear. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, he's in it, yeah. <laughs> no, you got uh, Ben Kingsley. It's a fucking great right. cast. It, Max von Sydow. Oh, um... I said him already, but what's the what's his fucking name? Why can't I think of it? Um, Patricia Clarkson. Who's the guy that plays the firebug? Who he's blaming? Oh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Thank you. Yeah, he's good. It's got a great cast. It really does. Yes, it does. It's, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, love that movie. And I I feel like I should be ashamed saying that, but I it's in my top thirty movies. Yeah, I love that be. movie. I don't care. It's not a bad movie. I, I mean, it's a fine a popcorn movie for Scorsese. Yeah, that was another big hit. That was a big hit for Scorsese. I it's saw it in the theater thing. like three times. So. I saw it in the theater once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it might have been the last, other than Wolf of Wall Street, the last Scorsese right. movie I saw in the theater. What was the last Scorsese movie, period? The Irishman. Yeah, but that didn't, that didn't come to theaters. That was like directed to Netflix. Well, it went in theaters, but Netflix. Yeah. But so, anyway, like, um, silence was good. I didn't watch that yet. It's just long. It's long. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, I watched the Irishman. It's a long so. movie. Silence is long. Yeah, and it, the the plot of it, I'm like the plot of the Irishman. I'm like, I know I will like this, so I watched right. it. Well, silence Irishman, is about, I'm like, oh, yeah. ca- 
Catholic priests and well, science is about faith and in about... 1600s. Okay, yeah, it's, maybe it's, I'll watch that eventually. You th- you talk about depressing movie? That's a fucking depressing movie too. Well, let's talk about that. Let's get back to our actual movies on hand. Um, oh, I right. did leaving leaving Vegas honeymoon because I don't think this is going to come as a surprise. Our votes. For what was our favorite movie of the night? Our verses. Well, sure. Living Las Vegas is way better than So, anything. it's yeah. not even close for me. Yeah. No. I Like I said, I originally gave uh, Honeymoon in Vegas a five. Then I upgraded to a six the second time I watched it. Honeymoon, or Leaving Las Vegas, I gave an eight both times. Solid movie. I don't want to go higher because of how simple it is. Like, I think if there was a couple steps beyond what it was... Maybe I give it higher scores, you know. Mm. Like a nine for me is like a American American uh, Psycho. Right. That's a nine. Right. Shawshank is a ten, so there's my difference. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But American Psycho has a lot going on. This is a good movie. It is hard to watch. I won't disagree completely with Jansen. He voted for Honeymoon in Vegas. I don't know why. And he said... We, had, he, we could have watched quote, Firebirds. He said, quote... <laughs> fuck you. He said, quote, It's a hill I will die on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can drink yourself to death on that hill. I'll die on this hill, he wrote. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, I saw it. I, well, I saw it in the messaging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I All don't right. know what that means. Well, should I pull up the messaging in Riverdale wrote? wrote? Because every Jansen is the most negative person. Um, let's see here. This is back last week, so let's find out. Okay, I have to go back before last week. Okay, okay, here we go. You sent some pictures, so you're back here. to the future. I'm just so upset. Where the fuck is this? I'm so upset that my Batman return set is negative two cards off. Right? In the 60s, too. (laughs) How many are there? There's 88 cards, and the most cards out of all, like, 70s had multiple copies. In the 60s, barely any. And in the, uh, the first, like, 10, I found maybe two doubles of that. It's like they I only found it. printed up 70s. Weird. Okay. Jansen said, I'm having a hard time getting through leaving Las Vegas. And you wrote, making you thirsty. <laughs> he <laughs> said, making me suicidal. And you wrote, oh, Nick Cage is just too good. And this is because I had to cancel last week because I got the fucking plague. And right, I said, yeah. well, save your sadness for next week. And he said, Jansen said, here's my weekly. Welp, never giving that, never getting back that hour and a half. And you right. said, but it's art. And he said, but art doesn't deserve to be seen. Well, he's not wrong. Yeah, he is. Depending on the art. Right. It's If it's like a, like Tree of Life, I will never watch that fucking movie. I will never, ever see it. I I hate that movie, and I've never seen it. I think I think um, somebody said they were on the set with, with Terrence Malick and Sean Penn, and Sean Penn tried to ask what the movie was about and Malik just didn't tell him anything and then Sean Penn was just like he's so full of shit like he was pissed that he was in the movie 
because he was like, why, why am I even doing this? This doesn't make any sense. This whole movie's bullshit. And then he smoked five cartons of cigarettes and forgot about it. And then he went to, and he saved the people of, uh, of Tahiti. Uh, if you listen to Mark Marin's podcast, uh, WTF, he said, uh, he goes, people do smoke during my podcast. However, Sean Penn's the only guest that's ever smoked a pack of cigarettes during my hour. That's insane. He smoked a pack of cigarettes during an hour interview. And he goes, when I opened the garage door, he was smoking. Like, (laughs) I was like, dude, he's 60. How is he smoking that much? He's got to be close to 60, if if not 60. Uh, I would say, yeah, he's closer to 60, yeah. I guess when he interviewed him, he's probably 55. And smoking a pack pack an hour, that's it. How? Yeah, I, maybe he, some people can do that. It's just he'll die of a he'll die of something else. He'll, he'll die, die of, of a, you know lung cancer, but he'll no, die of something else. He's just one of those people that can just get away with that. Do you remember yeah. the stories that came out that said he tied Madonna to a chair for like two days? I believe it. <laughs> what happened on, the, on Shanghai on Shanghai Express or yeah that, that awful <laughs> movie that they did together? He was beating. Hey, if you were in a movie called Shanghai Surprise with Madonna. I'd probably tie her to a chair and beat her too. So this is real life, not a movie. Sean oh, they don't Penn. have. They're not in real life. They're, they're movie stars. They, they don't Penn have reality. Chair. All right. About that one time, Sean Penn tied Madonna to a chair and tormented her for hours. Oops. As part of Sean Penn's ongoing defamation suit against Lee Daniels, uh, Madonna has categorically denied that Penn ever struck with a baseball bat, as per a 1987 tabloid report, or that there was ever an incident in 1987 1989 where it was resulted in Sean Penn's arrest for domestic assault and battery. Okay, she's saying it was incorrect. Okay, good to know. I don't. I'm not a tabloid person. I'm not a People magazine bullshit. I just that's what I heard, so I assumed it was right. But criminal law looks interesting. <laughs> The movie? His name, yeah, that movie you brought up. His name, Kevin Bacon's name in that movie, is so close to Martin Thief. It's Martin Thiel. Yeah, it's an it's L not a very instead good movie. of an F. I didn't, I didn't finish it. I watched like the, the first 5.7 of it. And I was just like, eh, I'm kind of bored. But I just thought it was odd that they were in a movie together so long ago, Kevin Bacon and Gary Goldman. And then they started together <laughs> in Murder in the First years later. Murder in the First is like, okay. It's it's a yeah. it's a Christian Slater movie more than anything, which is yeah. weird. But it's okay. Speaking like, of murder in the first, well, this was six years before that, if I'm not mistaken. That's ninety four, I believe. This is eighty eight, and it's two actors in my top twenty: Kevin Bacon, Gary Oldman. Oh yeah. So I still don't want to watch it. It looks, it looks fucking awful. Look at Kevin Bacon in this. Oh, look at Gary Oldman. Oh, no. They both look oh, no, awful. It, it, it is 80s. It is. They have mullets. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's not a good movie. Because he gets them off for murder and it ends up being that he is a murderer. So it's, it's primal fear. Leak, it's Lincoln Lawyer. Why does why does Gary Oldman look, look like Timothy Hutton here? I know. He still has a career. It's crazy. Okay, here's color. Yeah. He, he looks like the lunatic. There's a couple movies that remind me of each other. Um, this, apparently, Primal Fear, which is Richard yeah. Gere and Edward Norton. Yeah. 
Um, and then you got the Christopher Reeve movie where he plays a paraplegic who's pretending to be a paraplegic before he became a real-life paraplegic. And Joe Mantenga stabs him in the leg with a with a pen after the trial. And he's like, it's Cole Cox him. Pretends. Yeah. What was that called? Guilty fucking... Oh, I, I cannot remember. Guilty right by suspicion. Like some bullshit. Was it a TV movie? It was some fucking bullshit. Made for cable? Like an HBO movie or something like that? Um, let me look up Christopher Reeves. That's probably the quickest way to get there. Uh, probably. Christopher Reeves. It was... Can you bring up something about one of these movies... So we can well, Heimer, Heimer base yeah. uh, essentially ends with um, uh, uh, Elizabeth Shue screwing Nicolas Cage to death because he's about ready to go. And there's that one scene though when he's trying he's trying to throw up and he can't because there's nothing in the system. So he mixes the vodka with milk. He drinks it. Oh, it's so gross. Above suspicion. Above suspicion. It's right after Village of the Damned. Oh my god. But here's this movie. And here's where I bring up irony. And part of it is I don't like Christopher Reeve as a person, even though apparently I'm wrong. Christopher Reeve? This is how I felt at the time. Oh. I thought he he looked like a snarky fucking asshole his entire career. He does this movie with Joe Montanga, which is like a TV movie, but it went to theaters. But a paralyzed cop takes advantage of the sympathy he attracts in order to get rid of his cheating wife and her lover. In the movie, he's a he kills his wife. He's not really paralyzed. Pretends to be paralyzed. Joe Montanga is looking at photographs, and he's like, "That wasn't there in the previous photo." I remember the scene vividly. That wasn't there in the photo that was there that we took. So he must have gotten up and moved it. It was way too high for him to reach. And he gets suspicious of him. And then in the trial, he gets you know, not guilty. And Joe Montego walks up with a, with a fucking pen. And he goes, ha! Right into his thigh. Right. And yeah. Chris Reeve just stares at him. And he's feeling that in real life, like in, in the movie. Because he's not really yeah. paralyzed. But well, sure, yeah, yeah. He stares at him. And then Joe Montego realizes, holy shit, I just gambled and lost horribly. Because I just, I lost 65000 Now I got to give up my terrible wife of Sarah Jessica Parker for the weekend. <sighs> Fuck. Oh, that's the other movie I get. It. Oh, I'm tying it together. Isn't that weird? It um, happens. It's like that Stephen Wright joke. <laughs> Where he goes into this I video. Put, I put spot remover on my dog. Now he's gone. I walk, I walk to the I'll shack. I'll do the All right, sorry, go. No, Steve Ray goes, he goes to a video store. He goes, you ever go to a video store? And you ask him about a certain movie. And for me, it was, um, uh, I'm looking for this movie. It stars Nicolas Cage. He's in a submarine. And Meryl Streep's the president. What's the name of that movie? And the video clerk says, uh, you dreamt that. He goes, and I go, how do you know? Because he came in last week asking for the same movie. Oh, that's right. It was a dream I had. And he said it was a dream you had. Oh, yeah, there you go. You got to say a little more. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the, <laughs> yeah. the subtext. It's too, it's late. I'm tired. Yeah. I, I got to go drink myself to death. I love Stephen Wright. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of the best. He's up there. He's top five for me, I would say. Yeah, but if I saw him, I'd be like, ah, yeah, no, I don't. No, yeah. No, he, he's, he's got good memes, though. He's got a, a Facebook group called Stephen Wright 
pay fan page or whatever, and they always post funny shit on there. Who's that actor that looks just like him, only like a emaciated oh. version? He's in a Last Action Hero. Oh, that guy. He's sunken. Yeah, uh, uh, noon. Uh, yeah, uh, and Tommy Noon, Thomas Noon, Tommy Noon, Thomas Noonan, Noonan, Thomas Noonan, Tom, Tom Noonan. Yeah. Okay, we got it. Tom Noonan. And he's in Robert, <laughs> Robocop too. We yeah. really uh, Frankenstein that together. We got him though. Yeah, that's him. And but he looks Frankenstein in Monster Man. Yeah, in the Monster yeah. He looks a lot like Stephen Wright. Only you know, Stephen Wright for oh. millennials. He's in. You you best know him from Reservoir Dogs. He plays the radio DJ. If you've seen, even millennials, I think are a little late to the party. I think millennials know Reservoir Dogs. I don't know. Only because it's on AMC all the fucking time, or shows like channels like that. Reservoir Dogs is on a lot. So oh no, it's on a lot. Yeah, so they have no excuse for not seeing that. Stephen Stephen Wright was the first version of Mitch Hagberg, who yeah. is also too old for you. Um, but his favorite joke of mine is. He's like, uh, I bought Ritz crackers and it gives me recipes on the back of what to add to it. I did not buy Ritz crackers to be little edible plates. I bought them because they're crackers and they're delicious. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. Uh, was that Hedgeberg or was that? That's Hedgeberg. That, that was, yeah, that sounds like Hedgeberg to me. Yeah. I do dr- uh, used to do drugs and I still do. No, he goes, I used to do drugs. I still do. I just used to do them as well. I still do. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What were you and then he died of an OD, it? and it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought he was a horrible, horrible uh, heroin addict? Him and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, just like, wait, yeah. really? They do heroin? I had no idea. So, yeah, that was so sad. I, I wasn't up to snuff on, on, pardon the pun, but up to snuff on uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I had no fucking idea he did heroin. Yeah, I didn't know either. Like, holy Until shit. after he died yeah. of it, he was like, oh, shit. I and guess that, he was, I saw this thing, I, he was dealing with it for 20 years. Yeah, that, like, I had no idea. 20 years, yeah. And it's so sad, too, because like, he got married, he had kids, he was a good dad, good husband, and he just was addicted to heroin. And that's it's, what, like, it's, oh. it's, a, it's like him and Kurt, oh. Kurt Cobain. They, they did heroin, they got clean for a while. Like, a good while, few years. And then suddenly it was like, I'm gonna do it again. Can't handle it. Die. Him and I mean Kirk Cobain killed himself, but just like heroin, and then just oh my god, sadness. Like don't do heroin. What the fuck's wrong? Why would you stick a needle in you? Holy shit! No, no, thank you. So I guess if I could, we'll end on this. We're on an hour and a half. We're good. Um. Yeah, leaving Las Vegas clearly wins by two stars. Oh, absolutely. Eight and a six. I broke the yeah. DVD, but it's the DVD, not the movie. This DVD is fucked. I'm buying the Blu-ray right now. Right. After we stop recording, I'm buying the Blu-ray. Or Nick Cage will send me it in the mail, one of the two. I can hand deliver it to you. I'm a co-owner of my movie library. <laughs> what do it's, you want to watch? I mean, literally every aspect of filmmaking beats it. Music, I might give it to Honeymoon in Vegas, even though it's way too much Elvis. Yeah, yeah. But at least you get variety. Leaving Las Vegas is the same song for two hours spread out. Yeah. I will agree with you that it is a bit too fucking much with that one song. But it's 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 not 
at the forefront. You know, you're not you're not thinking of the music really. You're you're kind of going, holy shit, this is depressing, and and well, well yeah, and the music is like the contrast to it. It's kind of happy, upbeat music, but it's him coming to terms with, okay, I'm gonna die here, so I better get used to it. And I and I'm like I'm liking what I'm seeing, man. And it kind of does fit thematically because it locks you into this location. Like, well, sure. That yeah. starts playing, and you're like, here he fucking is, and that song keeps playing like to do the passage of time. It plays that song. Yeah, and, and a, lot, a lot of sting was all over the subject too. Yeah, and it kind of, it kind of just hangs out. The music isn't blaring. This DVD, I fucking hate it. It's mixed inappropriately. If you're gonna buy the movie, buy it on Blu-ray. I don't have the Blu-ray yet, but I will say this DVD is broken. Yeah, don't. The, the sound mixing is not equal. There's scenes that I had it on. Okay, usually I watch things on level 15 on my TV. I crank it up to level 50 to hear regular scenes. 50 mm. out of 15, like where I'm normally at. I go to 50. I hear the scenes, and then it cuts to Nick Cage going, I had to go to 75. Wow. And I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking hear anything. And then it goes to the music, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is thing like I normally watch Blu-rays like this. I watch. I didn't touch the volume thing once. Yeah. So it's, the, the TV is fine. Um, the DVD's fucked for leaving Las Vegas. Do not buy it. Buy the Blu-ray. I assume it's better. They have to have fixed it. But um, much better movie than, than Honeymoon in Vegas. Voted two to one. Jansen is not here. Voted for the wrong one. And Dick's falling asleep, so let's get out of here. There you go. <laughs> I'm pulling a Frank. I'm you ready. are pulling a Frank right now. Oh, it's only nine thirty. I know. It's starting to hit me bad. I woke up too early this morning. I tried to sleep, but I couldn't do it this morning. I don't know. I'm weird. I could I could operate in no sleep. I barely well, sleep no, I every just, night. I woke up. I woke up like at three o'clock in the morning because I uh, I lost my phone. I was like, "What the fuck?" Couldn't find it, and I had to tear my whole bed apart to find it. It was like right there. It's like literally on the edge of the bottom of the bed. So I had to take all of the mattress off. I put it all back together. And I tried to go back to sleep. And I woke up at like 7 o'clock. I'm like, I'm off. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll go live. We're going live. Fuck it. I'm a, I'm a man of repetition. I, I do the exact same thing every night and every morning. I do the exact same thing. Like I have to. Otherwise, I just like you. I just. Where the fuck is like? Yeah, I, I, I need yeah, I need at least one solid night's sleep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, All right. I won't drink myself to death. It's, it's not even close in this versus. Not no. even a little close. No. Like we said, this is an odd choice, but I, I like to think they're spiritual sequels. Okay. Well, can you? I know you're tired, but can you quickly describe how they're spiritual sequels? Uh, well, it's because. Uh, he marries Sarah Jessica Parker. He has a two-year awful relationship. He He's a writer in Hollywood. He loses his job, and he goes back to Vegas where it all started to kill himself so that he can uh, kill the memory of Sarah Jessica Parker. They do show a picture where he's burning all his his owning, like everything yeah. he owns. And this is why the movie works for me, because... He's clearly leaving to kill himself. He's not leaving any chance he's coming back. He burns everything he has in, in L.A. He sets everything else out in trash bags where it's like, people might want this. Or it's going to the trash. Who fucking cares? I can't burn it. It'll fucking... 
It'll kill right, me too right. quickly. I want to drink myself to death. Yeah. So here's everything. He sets a photo down in the fire, and they slowly reveal that little fire thing in the pictures. Yeah. It's him, his wife, and the kid that they had together. Yeah. So he's got a kid. And here's the weird thing about this movie. Why I say it's not overly schmaltzy and, and sad. He doesn't ever talk about that kid. No. He, they don't show a scene with him. They're together. He doesn't have a, a memory of like, oh, my kid doesn't care. And not when he's going to call him when he's drunk. He doesn't ever fucking mention him. He just goes, I fucked up and I'm here to kill myself. And that's as far as they go into his character. And I appreciate yeah. that. I really do. Yeah. They, they don't go Hollywood schmaltz. It's a movie where he's going to kill himself. And when he does die, when she fucks him to death, you're not yeah. surprised. You're going, that's where this movie told me it was going. And here mm-hmm. it is. Lay down with me. <gasps> and it's it's a movie that if they did nowadays, would be like it would have all those things I mentioned and, and just be like, oh, fucking end. But right, 95, yeah. perfect era, perfect yeah. movie. 95 is my is my favorite year for movies. And this is just another collection of that. To that reason. Yeah. yeah. Seven, Clueless, all these movies. Yeah. Usual suspects. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Come on. Edward Enigma. Come on. Come on. Enigma. Come on, guys. All right. Let's get out of here. Um, all right. LAWstudios.com for me. You can check out Dick's books on Amazon. He Good. just recently bought back one of his books on uh, in a thrift store. Uh, a thrift store is amazing. <laughs> and I wrote something really awful in it. So I felt like, oh, my God, if someone takes this out of context, I don't think they're going to think highly of me. Was it was it pro-Hitler? No, it was just – I think it was a joke. It was a joke about something because it says, no gays here. <laughs> and I was like, that, okay. I think I know who I wrote that to. I think oh. I know what it was about. It was like a joke. Let me share this before we go. Oh yes. So on wow, the on the left, quality of movie. I have Leaving Las Vegas wow, as yeah. number seven. I do enjoy Crude's a New Age more than this. I honestly did. <laughs> wow. No, watch the Crude's New Age. You'll you'll get yeah, it. Cruise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honeymoon in Vegas is below Weatherman. I think uh, Crude's is below Weatherman on quality of cage. Quality of cage. Leaving Las Vegas number two. I think that's fair. He's wow. better in this than Pig. He is as much as good as he is in Pig. Sure. I yeah, do yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. better in this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And let me say, I know you want to go, but he is such a good version of an alcoholic in this. I oh yeah. I I watch him and I go. I, it's it, you know it's bad when I I'm in an Irish family and I'm sitting here going, oh he reminds me so much. Right, of these members of my family who are dead now because they drank my my mom my mom's sister literally drank herself to death where she oh. they the thing with alcoholics they stop eating they do yeah. not eat because they can't yeah. there's a there's a there's a phase of alcoholism where you go from like functioning to I need alcohol to live therefore right. food is getting in my way yeah. I stop eating I can't stomach the food and that's such a specific thing. And if you don't know it, if you never lived through it, you have no idea. And, and luckily, you're lucky if you do. But, but I watch it and I'm like, oh my, I've seen this before a dozen times, like in my family. And it, right. oh. and he fucking knocks it out of the park. I, I think, I really think he deserves an Oscar. And it's, it. it's weird considering his 
choices after this, but he deserved it here and got it and, you know, God save the cage. But speaking of uh, Sean Penn again, Sean Penn immediately said that like Nick Cage, after he won the Oscar, he's like, oh, he sold out. He did all these action movies. And I'm just like, I don't I think he sold out before with all the comedy, romantic comedies he was doing. And then he got into action movies after the Oscar because I think he could. And it wasn't for the money. I think it was just more or less for like, oh, we'll do action movies because that sounds like fun. I have zero problems if you want to sell out for money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also acknowledge this the This show fact, brought to you by Tampax, tampons. Great for your girlfriend. Great for you. Great for cunts. But I also appreciate if you don't sell out, like, the, way more. Right. But, like, I get why. if Like, we talked about Ryan Philippi. I'm like, he purposely right. said, I'm an actor. I don't want to be an action star. I want to be an actor. I'm not a pretty guy. I want to be an actor. And I love him for that. And I will always cherish him for doing that. Yeah. But if he, if he did some movies for money, I'd be like, Good for you. like make your fucking living. Like, well, sure, yeah. you got family and you got kids. I get well, it. I think in his divorce with Reese Witherspoon, he got quite a lot of money on that. So I think he he's able to be like, I could do whatever I want. I don't have to do shit. It is interesting that he got more money out of that deal than she did, probably. Well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I I love him as an actor, and I will always same as James Caan from uh, this movie. It's you know, it's because the, the way of the gun, big... way of the gun is in my top ten movies. It really the is. Judge, the judge is a big McGruber fan. Like, I love yeah. Ryan Phillippe did that movie. <laughs> Even though it's way, be- it. it's way All after this divorce, but uh, um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, Honeymoon in Vegas on the, on the quality of Cage does go a little, I guess, a little higher because he's good in The Rock, but I think he's better in Honeymoon in Vegas. Just he has uh, The Rock, he's a little stiff, and and you know he's, he's less action heroy in this, and I gave him yeah. a, the credit for that. He is good in this in Honeymoon in Vegas. I don't want to say he's not. He is. He's he's number eleven there. Right. But leaving Las Vegas, I really struggle between this and Pig for leaving Las Vegas. But I, I really do think he's better in this than pig. Yeah. He, he well, yeah, a pig is more sedate, quiet cage. This is the quirky cage with the serious cage and a quiet cage all I, in one movie. I honestly would say this is a separate category and say it's Oscar cage. Oscar. Because cage, look, yeah. look, it's adaptation. And then yeah. this, well, yeah, Anytime he's nominated for best actor, I would give Cage yeah. the Oscar for adaptation. Sure, yeah. I'm also this year for Pig. I would. Yeah. Who the fuck's yeah. gonna beat him this year? He's so fucking good in Pig. Uh, so the black guy is gonna win. Those top three movies, I would give playing. him an Oscar for, and they gotta give the best actor to a Mexican this year or something. But I do think he's better in adaptation than this. He it does yeah. to me. You want to tie this together with these two movies? I want to tie. Leaving Las Vegas together with adaptation. Adaptation after he writes the blood orchid, he goes and kills himself. Yeah, it it really does feel like a follow through to that, right? Uh, yeah, a little. He bit. writes, he gets he quits, he he gets fired, and he goes to Vegas and kills himself. He's a writer already. Yeah, you could argue that. And I would. You fucking drug addict. But let's get out of here. I know you're tired. Um, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick Dicker. Here's our government mandated outro. Jansen is not here, even though he's in the outro. I want to make that very clear. He voted the wrong way. And he's willing to die on this hill. He is going to the uh, zombie meat pie um, 
from Game. Creep Show. In Creep Show. On the other show. Okay, next yes. week on this show, we are doing Valley Girl 83 versus 2020. It's going to be an awful week next time. I don't know if I can do that. You'll have to be here. Is it on Amazon at Valley Girl 2020? They're on the fucking... They're on the thing. Oh, it's on the thing. It's on the yes. thing. Yes. Bye. Yeah, bye. Fuck. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now. You're Bob.